1984 heavy metal records our top three favorite and then we talk about uh, a couple close to the number ones and then a number one right yeah well top three each and then what we all predetermined earlier as what we think is the number one it's also very subjective but all right it was this is a crazy year for music it's a crazy year and I thought about it more listening back to my playlist of the records which is fun I love that we do this because I I like hearing those records over again and sometimes you forget about you know those good ones so what i realized is the 80s are awesome because this was the decade where metal didn't start to get picked apart into subgenres. metal was metal and if it was distorted and it was heavy and it was against the norm and you, you had leather the imagery all of it i this was you could be a metal band and you didn't have to worry about your pop rock your rap reggae metal, your this. We didn't have the new metal genre and the pick aparts of, of grunge and everything. So what I love about 1984, 85, 86, everything was still fitting into a metal category before it got picked apart. So in 84, I agree with you. In 84, this is where you start to see where it starts to spiderweb into the different categories. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden power metal becomes a th- Yep. A word, you know what I mean? It's like it's, there, yeah. it's not new wave British heavy metal. There's like a you know, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but it's still, you know, the first few years it was kind yeah. of getting to that, building up to this year where I think yep. it's really starting to just grow the roots of. Well, I think there was a divisive uh, break in two forms of metal in '84. I think it was thrash metal, and I think as Dave calls it. Glam, gay, L.A. metal. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> okay, okay. So, no, 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 I can see that. So, all right. So, so I think that was the one split. I think if the, you had to call a split, that was it. All right. Yeah. You know what? I don't disagree with that. Yeah. That ruins what I, how I felt, the magic I felt of this. But, I, you, but you know what I mean? I, I'm just saying the decade as a whole, I guess there are, yes. So it's there, there are other timelines of, of genres well, that happen on this. And I said timelines because I've been watching... Uh, Loki, so I'm like on timelines right now. But, but so sp- speaking from the other side of the mouth in the same breath, like there was just the general umbrella of metal. It was like you listened to like metal or rock or listened to like whatever yeah, the main that, pop was. It wasn't right. now where it's like, oh, I'm a thrash or I'm right, black right. metal. That's what I'm saying. I so there was like, a more. Man, you can hear it in the music, you can hear it in the wholesomeness of the albums, and that's what all of us are going to talk about and how much we love because there are so many records, and I'm like, this band is phenomenal. There are heavy songs. There are ballads. There are there's great parts in the album. It doesn't have to just be one genre. And but it was still called metal. It was metal. The overall yeah. umbrella was metal for the most part. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, like I said, I, yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. Because like Motley Crue, they were still metal. You know what they I mean? At metal. that point in time, I, don't care I, what I style you want. I guess them. you could, like '86 is probably like what Poison started popping up. Sure. I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I I agree. Cause yeah, there's a lot of glam. Like even I'll bring the it up 80s later. The eighties was but. where it ended. That was the last decade where you could still have purity in what you listen to, and and you didn't have the subgenre. So that's why I was just thinking about like, yeah. fuck, what a great decade we're covering to start. Mm-hmm. We could go back. We could go forward. Um, yeah, yeah. So I just it's a great starting time because you're really at the end of that where all of a sudden everything branches out and it becomes too complex. And yeah. what do you listen to? I I still today I'm like. I love heavy metal, but 
I might have like Opeth. God forbid they do a seventies prog rock album. It's still metal. Yeah. I mean, it's still heavy metal. It's just not. You know what I have to compare it to is like the hip hop, right? Like the nineties is the golden age of hip hop. I'd say this is the golden age. Yeah. Because people just were whatever. But yeah. should we kick this off? Yeah. Go ahead, Doug. You seem ready. You look ready as all hell. It's because I have a notebook. Yeah, you definitely have a notebook. I see it. Um, so, once again, in no specific order, um, I these are this is the first one of my top three. I chose Twisted Sisters' third studio album, uh, Stay Hungry. Multi-platinum, um, U.S. sales of more than three million fucking copies in the U.S. Yeah, huge. Uh... And I actually have my notes here. Weird time for John, genre, and then glam boo because they were considered because <laughs> they were considered glam, even though they like this album. Well, Twist, Stay Hungry is a super fucking dark album. I'm not, I know you're not a humongous fan. I just haven't given it enough time. Like everyone hears Twisted Sister, Stay Hungry, they think of I'm not, I'm not gonna take it or we're not gonna take it. Nah, I want to rock. rock yeah. The other B sides are fucking from front to back is amazing. Okay, yeah, and, no, and t- I just haven't given it. I, funny right i didn't go right to like no it's not me i i literally just need to listen to so, it did you ever watch strangeland d schneider's movie mm, not no. sure so so two of the songs um burn in hell and uh horror T- tara i'm probably saying that wrong mm-hmm. uh, but they became the bias of his i guess his 1998 film strangeland where he plays captain howdy and that's if you know, you know, stay hungry, stay yeah, away from Captain Howdy. Yeah. Another qu- uh, quick trivia question, though: What other big feature film was Burning Hell featured in? Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Absolutely, buddy. I actually, yeah. well, I don't say remember that because that, that was the year how well, yeah. we were born, at least. But I remember that, like in the nineties, I'm like, what, what is that in the background? There's yeah. no like, there's no. Let me Google it real quick. You know, like if you didn't find it in the credits and you didn't know who the fuck yeah. it was, it was just like, this is mm-hmm. heavy. This is weird. But yeah, I connected the two because I actually knew like because for Pee Wee's I actually knew the the song more than I did from Stay Hungry because I, I only oh, I, I never owned yeah, it yeah. you know I never owned Stay Hungry when I was younger mm. I knew the songs from MTV but it's not something I bought and going back like I mentioned in the last podcast where uh, Twisted Sister came up is I believe they were actually going from the real glam of the seventies. Yes. They weren't hair metal of the 80s. Because glam to me is 70s. Hair metal is 80s. I'm, I'm glad you, you're you yeah. right. Because they were like more like New York Dolls kind of glam. Where like They were more like... That's what they were fashioning themselves yeah. after. Because even, even, what was it, um, Under the Blade? We did. Yes. I think that was one of mine in 1983. That three. Three or two or whatever it was. And, but yeah, that's and, we mentioned it before. And that's a very heavy, dark album too. It's not right. what you think of glam. That's why I say in my notes it says glam boo. Because I don't like that. That label, but like you said, it's glam as in New yeah. York dolls, cross-dressing makeup. Sure. Not as in like glam poison, you know, yeah. what, look what the rat dragged in. They were definitely shit. influenced by 70s. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, even though they sounded very 80s, they definitely were influenced by 70s. Dee Schneider it's wasn't even an now. original singer. I think they, they had like two other singers, you know, going back to like the, like mid-70s, which, mm-hmm. you know, when you think of Twisted Sister, you think of... You think of like Stay Hungry or Under the Blade in like the 80s. You don't think of them putting out shit, mm-hmm. you know? But, but yeah, awesome album, man. Uh, I'll have to say, I, I really enjoy it. I mean, it was one of the first vinyls I ever bought, to be honest. I bought it at a flea market along with those Aussie albums we've talked about in the past. And man, it's 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 a great record. I actually listened to it the other day with people in the car, and I actually had one people one person comment that uh, like, what is this? What what song was? Do you remember? I, I think it was Captain Howdy. Oh, Captain uh, Howdy. Yeah, yeah. Dude, such a dark album, Kevin. Yeah, or the price. Really it might have been the like price. Oh, oh, the price. I, the price is like their ballad, which oh, is an amazing song. And it's a great song. Panama. It, oh, yeah. 
that's very tasty. Coconut. Ooh, Canada could have happened Coconut. too. I could taste the fucking. You can really t- taste like Malibu. Did you just pour Malibu in a regular? I just poured egg? Malibu into a glass. Um, but yeah, uh, front to back, and you know, it, it, I call it the um, the black album syndrome, where you have your two songs or three songs where you're you could care less if you ever heard them again, you know, which. Which is we're not going to take it, and I want to rock. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you got Burn in Hell, The Price, Don't Let Me Down, The Beast. The Beast is another amazing song. SMF, SMF. man. SMF is Are you killer. an SMF? Are you a I sick motherfucker? SMF. Are you the black sheep of the family? <laughs> Nothing like the rest. But anyway, uh, one last thing, 95% on Metallum. I'm, I'm starting to grab their ratings, too, just because I uh, people are very, very, very... Um, not pleasant with their ratings sometimes they're very honest so mm-hmm. I, I like so this got a 95% out of 6 reviews on Metallum which yeah. which is fucking awesome because they're, they're so free, yeah. they're very um, you know they'll they're very judgy but that is my number one pick out of the three how about you Marco no let's go to Kevin first <laughs> yeah. I got a plan I got a plan oh Judas Priest Defenders of the Faith nice I mean, for me, top songs, The Sentinel. I mean, oh, yeah. man, what an. I, I just. I think that song's ahead of its time. It's my favorite pre song. Is it really? Absolutely. What? Yeah. Uh, okay, I, yeah. I gotta ask. Great when chorus, I think of Sentinel, great everything, melodic. In oh. some of the lyrics in the, in the song, when I think of um, The Sentinel, I'm thinking of the Marvel Sentinels from the. Yeah, uh, X Men. Is you, it. Is, like was this is this about X Men or is this something you know, else? I don't know. I never actually thought because some about of it, it would connected. make sense. Um, it sounds about it's like you know machines and robotic. That's what it sounds like when he's singing about. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I just immediately for you me know, I, as a I, kid, I, like I think of X Men, the Sentinels, like just. I've always made that connection too. Hell, but I'm like nah. But it's, it sounds like it's about the comic. But that wouldn't be straight out of hell technically. I'm reading or, the lyrics. Or could he just yeah. be saying? You know, straight out of hell, people don't understand what these machine, these giant machines are. And What's the definition? Sent to avenge, like, but it's not. Then I think I'm like, well, technically, these were not made to avenge, but were they? It's just in the wording. So, but I'm like, I feel like he's talking about the Sentinels from the X Men. Which, which the cartoon had the it most metal, sense. had the most metal right. theme song ever. It would make sense. And if you ever, uh, what's the band that does all that shit, that does like the X-Men? And, oh, like, like the metal covers? Yeah, uh, shit, they're on the cruise. Is it Power Glove? Oh, Power Glove. Yeah, I think it's Power Glove. They actually do a pretty good... Yeah, like do a that. Metal anyway, version man. of that. On this, this record, this is what I'm talking about. You had mainstream songs, okay, Free Wheel, Burning, um, you know, Heavy Duty, uh, Some Heads Are Gonna Roll more of those mainstream songs then you had heavier songs like the sentinel but then you had those beautiful songs like you know night comes down i think some of those songs love bites i know a lot of people cover that i don't know why that's um, because it's the most interesting song on the record i find it unjoyable <laughs> well, but that's what yeah, i mean you're I either gonna you're either gonna like it or not like yeah, it I it's the like most it. interesting i would say interesting on on the album other than that it's a very good rock and roll heavy metal record yeah. all around it's one of priests strongest records in my opinion yeah i think it opens up awesome like you go yeah. from free will burning to jawbreaker because i love jawbreaker is amazing and mm-hmm. i love i love rock hard ride free that's yes. a great song like the chorus the way he sings it, it, it too it is, it's, it it's is amazing some, but it's an awesome open road song right when you're driving yeah. down you just be like yeah. oh man this makes me want to buy a motorcycle yeah and it goes right into the sentinel and and i think it's great but i think it kind of falters 
like love bites eat me alive, but some heads are gonna roll. Heavy duty is awesome it. towards the end. Heavy Defenders duty and faith. Defenders of the Faith. Yes. Yeah. Like, the album is so strong. It's a top five, maybe six record for me from them. And the and cover's great, too. Man. I was going to say, dude. the artwork. It's like a, what's it, like a tiger with, like, tank treads. So, this dude was a, um, he was, a, I forget his name, but he was a 70s, very popular doing uh, marketing for the NBA and stuff. So, a lot of the NBA was revolved around his style, which made, was very influential in the 70s. No and shit. 80s, yeah. So, he was a very influential, probably more 80s, more 80s artwork. And you can see there. So he did that record. Doug Johnson. For, Doug Johnson. He <laughs> screaming for Vengeance. That'd be my porn name. Yep. We've been over this before. Yep. <laughs> really? Uh, I think in 19 uh, point entry. Or, or maybe Screaming for Gem- Vengeance. That's what it was. Yeah. Screaming for Vengeance. He did. We covered it. He did Screaming for Vengeance. He did Defenders. Uh, and then he did the... Uh, he did Turbo 2. Turbo 2. Yeah, that makes sense. all of that artwork is very similar. It is. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, dude, awesome album. It's yeah. uh, again for a little while it was one of my favorites, just because the Sentinels on it for the most part. But like, like I said, I already named the songs I liked. It's amazing, man. It, it's just a fucking great record, and it's the last record I really like until Painkiller. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, so, Turbo comes after and uh, Ram It Down. Oh yeah. Those two albums suck balls, in my opinion. That's it's just true. me though. But no, nope. I agree. You know. But yeah, we love that record. And our unofficial, not in any, any particular order, uh, number nine. So, is it my turn? Yes, sir. As long as we're getting it. So, my uh, number eight or whatever, no, my number three to be official. Um, man, I was conflicted. I was really conflicted. Sexually? A little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, man, I really wanted to put the... You know, I, I don't want to spoil shit, but the last of the line... Oh, man, I love that record. But, so me and Kevin, I'd say about, I don't know, a few months back, we were hanging out, and uh, the motherfucker reminded me that Queensryche was a thing. <laughs> you know, and I was like, you know, goddamn, man, this fucking shit is so yeah, good. so good. And, you know, it hurts me not to put Dio on this, because Dio's not on it. Spoiler. Dio's mm. not on this list. Uh, the last in line. But fucking Queensryche Warning is an amazing record. Yeah. Um, Goddamn, man. Uh, Take Hold of the Flame is just one of the best songs ever. And I played Doug. Doug didn't seem too impressed, but I heard. I bet you if you heard the live version... I'm surprised you don't like... would be great. surprised you don't like them. I don't think he didn't... It's not like he disliked it, but he didn't seem like... I think it's an amazing fucking song. I think it was the speaker we were listening to it and on. And it could have been that. I... I had all, all I put a lot of the ones you guys were doing, and yeah. then a lot of other 1984 that I should be more familiar with. I put them on a playlist, and every time this came on, I'm like, "Fuck!" I knew who exactly who it was, and yeah. I'm, I I was impressed. Yeah, you know, it's been a very long time, if ever, since I've listened to this album. So I'm new to Queens. I mean, aside, I like the Latori stuff, and you're the one, Marco. You were like, "No, you really should give the old stuff a try," and I'm like, "Oh, I like Latori's voice way better. It's deeper." Then I realized they're actually so similar, it's frightening. So. Yeah, but it made me take hold and rediscover the flame. Yes. You know, and that's the problem. And it's not really a problem. I just feel bad for leaving Dio off the list. I know, no, I know. <laughs> it's I actually, fucking terrible. I, I, I thought somebody was going to cover Dio. I, well. I, are you? No. Can we just, like, do 11 this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, with honorable mentions. Yeah. You'll be because yeah, there's like there's like probably 15 but... honorable mentions. We but, can even talk about some of the other ones as like a bonus. But let's get to this record, man. 
Uh, fucking Warning to open up the album. Such a yeah. magnificent fucking song. Enforce, great song. No Sanctuary. Fucking, that song makes my balls just fucking... Explode. Explode, bro. I love it. <laughs> Take Hold of the Flame. And those are like, like my four main songs. But I do really love this record. The, the record from front to back is unbelievable. It's actually my favorite Queensryche record. Uh, I used to think it was Operation Mindcrime. No. It's fucking warning, bro. Like, this is my favorite fucking... Okay. Alright. And I love this record. Don't get me wrong. I love Operation Mindcrime. Though I do... It does drag a bit. It's fucking like 80 minutes long. This album's like 40 minutes or whatever. And it fucking kills. I don't know, man. I just... And I, I think Tate's performance on this is just unreal. Unreal. He, he does have... Just the hit, the way he... I don't know, his his range. Like, the, he'll right. go operate, right. operatic to just holding a note. It's like He's more to the side. He's closer to Dickinson's side of singing than, like, Helford's. You know, Helford's always had this, like, snarl. Uh, not a snarl. Um... Know, just, like a squeal? Yeah, no, more, there was definitely like more death sounding in Helford's even screeches. He just he could do a, like a, a darker screech, where these guys, I mean, they're very just high, operatic stuff. Did do. did Jeff? It's like a more technical, in my opinion, more technical Dickinson. Did Taint ever? Taint Jeff. Taint. Did Jeff Taint ever? Like, did he? Um, was he vocally trained in some way, shape, or form, or was he just like, hey, fuck, I sing really good in the shower? You know, I'm not sure. No. You know he has one. He's he's too good. Yeah. Especially, I mean, he eighty four. He must have been pretty young, I would imagine, to have a set of pipes like that, like in between. Very young, yeah. You know, I don't know if maybe like a family member. um, I mean, they still had two albums after this, like before, like Operation Mindcrime. I mean, I'm sorry, it's Rage for Order still, then Operation eighty eighty eight. So yeah, but but I'm saying like on this album here, like even now this album his voice is like impressive. They're a heavy metal band. They've always been known as a heavy metal band. And if you look at the albums, it's amazing to see how diverse the records are. Some songs in there, I'm like, all right, this is super slow, but damn, they're good. And you could get away with that. You didn't have to make an album where you had twelve songs that have to be the same style. You're still the album's metal. Like like I said, this is one of the last great years of this decade where you're able to make great heavy metal records that may not always contain, you know, five minutes of heavy metal. It might be a little bit lighter, but it's still it's still considered metal. It's not like, oh, no, these guys are a pop band. Like, yeah, yeah. And, so. and that's, imagine being a metal band, like, after, say, you know, they had, what, they had an EP before this. They had Queen of the Reich or yeah. whatever it was, or was it self-titled? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, self-titled. But imagine being a band where, like, fuck, we just got our shit together. We all know how to play our instruments. We got our, our, our lineup down pat. And basically nothing groundbreaking. I shouldn't say nothing groundbreaking, but, like, there's so much open canvas yeah. in 1984. Now you go to write an album, it's like, oh, you know, you get, yeah. you get, like, oh, they kind of sound like, you know, Merciful Fate meets uh, Crowbar. Meet, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But back then it was like, holy fuck, these guys, Queensryche sounds like Queensryche. Yeah, you know? Because it was such well, a blank it's, it's canvas all, back then. A, I, yeah. It, we're... You know, now I we all know you can't find a band that doesn't sound like another band. I mean, no, it's very, it's very. It's even when somebody goes, "Oh, these guys are original sounding," I'm like, "That's not possible." And this is going. I'm actually. This is something I heard yesterday. Like, you guys familiar with the comedian Tom Segura? Art know. is dead. Art is dead. Yeah, the dude's amazing. So, he actually said something great. Like, uh, he was on Hot Ones. You know, the Chicken Wings show. Oh yeah, wings? yeah. So he was on Hot Wings, right? Or Hot Ones. And uh, the guy asked him top five hip-hop 
from the, the like the golden age. And he's like, well, it was only like eighteen rappers, you know. And I compare that to like the metal scene, like there was really only like a handful of bands. It's not like today. Today is like fucking six too, million bands. It's too. Much. They're everywhere. It's too. You much. go on Facebook, you can find two million bands. But I've given oh, yeah. up. It's insane. I can't. I mean. I, we all we've all listened to the third, fourth, sixth, twentieth wave of whatever genre, but at the end of the day, it's light bulb. You know, death metal. I'm gonna listen to Obituary yeah. over a band that's want that wants to sound like Obituary. It's it's like that for every genre at this point. Sounds like Celtic Frost. I mean, you could always go back, but yeah, I love you Obituary. Know, you can almost trace it. Yeah, but yeah. sometimes it's like, sometimes it's like I would rather like this is good. But like you were saying, you're just saying this. This is good, but you know what? I'd rather just listen to Sabbath because it reminds me so much of Sabbath. Yeah, I say Sabbath. that constantly. But then sometimes it's like, man, like I hear their influence, but they took it and brought it to another level. So it's like we've gotten to the point right now where a lot of these bands have been brought, they take it and bring it to the next level. Yeah. You know, versus, you know, just being like a complete, um, uh, I said it earlier about general surgery and carcass, like a... Um, uh, like, a like a fucking worship band. Like a worship band, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And sometimes, I was telling um, Marco, uh, Liz has these old... Uh, vegan zines from like the 90s and shit and Jeff Walker obviously was a big vegan back then and it's an interview with him just kind of talking about all different shit and he's talking about this band General Surgery who was like basically like a carcass warship band yeah they were like a clone and he was like how do you feel about like General Surgery you know are you like offended do you love them and he's like dude he's like honestly like they take what we do and they're like they do it better (laughs) I love listening to them do it you know what I mean it's almost like a a form of flattery yeah and they're playing MDF too which we'll get into after I'm fucking that's funny we got a three minute thing. All right, since you brought up Carcass, I gotta ask: Did you see the play the, on the new uh, album cover? Is that called Arteries or something? Oh, uh, it's, it's all vegetables. It's all vegetables. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I like the humor, the dark humor in that. Yeah, dude. And a lot of their songs, like especially on Surgical Steel. Um, uh, if you didn't know, Doug said he's vegan. We won't bring it up one more time. He's vegan, <laughs> but he's vegan. Just so the guys know, he's vegan. Carnivore. <laughs> um, yeah, great band. Yeah. Yeah, Carnivore. Diet choice, not so good. Love teach ya. I'd love to meet you. Yeah, well, I'm a carnivore on that time. All right, Dougie, what's up for you? Um, so, I think you're next, right? I think we all went. Yeah, go ahead. And once again, in no specific order. Yeah, yeah it's never. Except uh, number th- one. This is, except, <laughs> yeah, except number one. Except so one. I am going with 1984's Battle Cry by Omen. Yeah, man. Uh, you would select this one. It's their that. debut album. Uh Dude, I, I just I'm 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 still sometimes I'm still speechless when I don't listen to this for like a week or two and then I fucking hop back on it. So 2019 Metal Hammer uh, ranked it as the 16th best best power metal album of all time. Really? And this threw me for a little bit of a loop because I'm like, I don't is this power metal? In 1984, was there power metal? Maybe, I know. Maybe it's like one of those things where it's kind of like uh, proto. Well, and so maybe it influenced a lot of power metal. Cause, I would guess, maybe. Uh, what they but say. I don't really hear it personally, but I think it's just because there's like more. Because he doesn't have, uh, like ah, like a high bellowing voice, or he mm-hmm. doesn't do like the high pitch vocals like a lot of the other bands. He has like a raspier. So like a lot of people say they're a mix of new wave of British heavy metal and U.S. P. 
PM, like U.S. power metal. They are from U, the, the U.S., right? They're from, yeah, yeah they're yeah. from L.A. Yeah, okay. Um, so, like, between that, like, they're, I, I never even thought of Omen as being, like, a, a pioneers kind of in that scene. Because you have, like, Manowars out at that time, and mm-hmm. there was other bands that were doing higher vocals, and, yeah. but there's something, especially with, like, that, you know what it is? I like them better than Manowar. I'll tell oh, you. fuck yeah. yeah. They, they do a lot of, and then, it's not original, there's been a million other bands before this that have done um, fantasy-type scenes and, yeah. and themes. But for some reason, like the whole package, they kind of brought it in, and yeah. and they're credited with. I mean, number sixteen, and I mean, I'm I'm curious what the other fifteen and down would be, but it's dude, it's an amazing record. And yeah. and going back to what Kevin said a little bit earlier about like, like the sixteenth wave and all that shit. You know, you hear bands like Visigoth, and I get suggested this shit constantly. You know, I hate to use them as an example, but it just makes me want to listen to fucking Omen. Yeah. Like, every time I put it on, I'm like, why don't I just listen to Omen? Like, because it's better. It's like, it's like, oh, he does say that. Yeah. <laughs> this, like, this is okay. This is all right. If I was, like, 16 right now. Yeah. But it's like, I know better. Like, yeah. I know the roots. I want to <laughs> fucking listen to Omen, bro. And yeah. I think a lot of more people need to listen to fucking Omen. Yeah, and that's why Metallica and Megadeth keep making money in thrash, because it, the shit the people keeps like me. trickling back yeah. downhill. It always mm-hmm. goes backwards, and people finally get back to Metallica and Megadeth. You know who got me into this album? Who? I hate to give him the fucking credit. KSB. <laughs> oh, yeah? You cocksucker. I remember... Really? Remember the Ice Queen era? Yeah. Yeah, I remember we were at fucking a bar, and Kevin's like, dude, check out this band Omen. I think they're on iTunes. Listen to some 30-second clips. He's like, dude, he's like, I think I like him better than Maiden. He's like, it reminds me of, like, Diano. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm like... I can see that. I'm like half... I can see that, though. I'm like half almost you know finished beating off. Like, dude, I'm listening. Year, it was the year of the wall CDs where I'm like, every time you come over, I'm like, dog, it went on CD... What was that CD? CD Universe. CD Universe or whatever. CD Universe. And there was always, like, you could always, like, oh, 10 copies left of forced entry, you know? Like, that's what... And I kept, I'm like, dog, look, we got more obscure ones from Canada. You know, fucking Razor and shit. I'm like, that's it. I had all the razors, and, but we were. We were burning them. And fucking we were love razor, yeah. bro. It was great. Can't wait till we get to razor. But, I know. man, I just want to shout out one song on here. And uh never really caught my ear till we started doing this 84 shit. Is Be My Wench. Tonight? That too. Be but, My Wench Tonight. Yeah, man. Oh, Maiden So Fair. Dude, that song fucking kills. Oh, yeah. Kills. Dude. And, you know, obviously you can go with the ass man. The ass and, man. <laughs> The ass man. In the, Watch out for the ass man. In the days of darkness, men feared not the sword and the lance, nor did he fear the beast of fire. He feared the ass man. The ass man. <laughs> it's really the axe man. <laughs> I love it. Bow down to the ass man. <laughs> Once you hear it as ass man, you can't you can't unhear it. Um, but yeah, dude, I just wanted to shut that song out because it was always like Death Rider and that song. Where, yeah, Death the Rider. Song? Oh, I think that's is, um. That might be. <laughs> they're two different things. I know. They're two different things right now. Dude, I, uh, honestly, I got I, the track listing. You want me to name? Well, them? Death Rider, The Axeman, Last Rites, uh, Prince of Darkness. I'm I not going know. to know what to hear. Dragon's Breath, Be My Wench, uh, Battle Cry, Die by the Sword, Torture Me. By the by, oh, by the blade. Die by the blade. Prince of Blade. Prince bring out the beast the, in, the, in the arena. The only band. I mean, the only song I don't like. I mean, not that I don't like it, but I kind of like. I always it's the one I kind of always skip is uh, Bring Out the Beast. Okay. 
And I would love to have Torture Me on there instead. That was an, uh, a song I never made it to an album, but I think it was on um, the Metal Massacre the year before. It was on the 2005 limited edition picture disc or whatever. Of, of uh, Battle Cry? Yeah. Okay. Yep. If they just took out Bring Out the Beast and Torture Me, this might be the perfect fucking album ever, I'm telling you. It's yep. just... Last Rites and Prince of Darkness are like... every You know how it... So they were on Metal Blade, huh? Yeah. Because Slagle produced it. So yeah, that's cool. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, this is a big one for him, too. And Vince Gutierrez did the cover art, which I actually enjoy the cover art. Oh, it's so bad, it's good, it's so good, it's bad. I don't know, I'm cool with it. I think it's cool. I, I like yeah. it. I've always liked it. But it's very cartoony. Yeah. But not in like an endless pain, cartoony, swordy kind of yeah. way. It's like very... But 93% on uh, Metallum out of six reviews, which once again is fucking like awesome. Yeah, I love the record. I listened to it. Uh, I listened to a piece of Queensryche, Wasp. And I just spoiled one of them. But Wasp and uh, Omen on the way here. I listened to literally 20 minutes of each, and I enjoyed every fucking single one. It's great. Yeah. We should. So, you know, it's funny. After the podcast, we should just put. Can we just put all those records on a playlist and like. Fuck yeah. Bang them out. Just listen it's to all it. Time I, I have most of them on vinyl. Yeah. In, a circle, about. in a very close knit circle jerk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pop I can do the So team Omen one. rules. Kevin. Omen rules. What's up with you? One last oh, thing. Ahead, bro. Watch out for the ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just in general. Like, you know it's a good album when you listen to it and your favorite song's always changing. Yeah. Like, oh, I love this song. Oh, fuck, I love that and the song after. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, the first song. Yeah. And then you don't get to the radio to pause it or skip it or whatever. And it's like, fuck, those songs are good. It's like, and that's what this was for me. Like, my favorite song, depending on what you, when you ask me over the past 20 years, it'll change. Mm-hmm. And that's a sign of a great fucking album. Oh, it's an amazing record. Yeah. I, without a doubt. I fucking love this record. This might be, honestly, like, out of our top 10 combined, if I had to rank the albums that we picked, I, it might be my number three. Yeah. Like, honestly, I think this album's amazing. This is probably it's number two. Amazing. Number two next to my number. It's so underrated and underappreciated. And RIP to J.D. Kimball. Uh, the vocalist, right? Yeah, he passed yeah, away from yeah. cancer, I think, early 2000s. Okay, yeah. I know they have a different vocalist. These yeah, days. they've had a few over the years. And, and their newer shit holds up, too. Like They just released a record. You know that? Did they? Yeah. Ooh, I hope they yeah. actually fucking tour, because he's good. The yeah. new guy's good. Yeah. But he's not the ass man. But he's uh, not the he ass. Doesn't, he doesn't, and he doesn't bow down to no, him either. Yeah, oh fuck no! Gavin, <laughs> what's up? What do you got? I'm gonna do wasp. Blackie Lawless is wasp, and uh, man, these guys are great. So I have pictures of sexy ladies. <laughs> I fuck like a beast. I can feel it. Best, dude, I'm sorry. That's the best opening lyrics yeah, of any crazy. album I've ever heard in my life. I got I pictures of naked beach. ladies. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I was gonna do. I'm sorry. I was gonna going. do another lyric, but that's good. I'm glad yeah. you, you stepped in. That was great. So, uh, I their uh, wasp could possibly stand for we are sex perverts. Uh, that would make Back sense. in the day, Blackie's not with that shit no more though. Yeah, but then there was another one. That's, I think you even um, played like "Fuck Like a Beast," that's right? That's not true, man. Uh, Wasp is still together, and they're writing awesome metal records. No, but do they? I don't think they play like "Fuck Like a Beast" live anymore. Uh, I'm not sure. No, yeah. he's bored again. He got fat. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they but, don't do it anymore. I but, think he got skinny uh, again though. It's either that or white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. I would prefer if it stood for. Um, we are sexual perverts? perverts or sexual yeah, perverts. Yeah. We have sexual predators, right? Not perverts. No perverts. It's perverts. It says perverts. Okay. 
Yeah, in, at least in this. I don't know if that's true. I just I call them Wasp, and that's fine. This is their self-titled debut from 1984. Um, I think it is phenomenal. It is such a killer record. I I can't remember when I got into it, um, but I loved Blackie's voice. I loved his writing style. Um, Chris Holmes' guitars. They did a killer job um, before Chris became a massive alcoholic mm. and couldn't really write tunes yes Doug did so do you remember you've seen Decline of Western Civilization mm -hmm. right he, he Chris to this day still says that he did not drink that entire handle of vodka in the pool he said that that was that was unplanned and he, he was like I was not that bad of an alcoholic then he's like they made me look worse I don't know though it, well, he, he just recently um, reshot the pool scene, like, as he is now. He looks great now. Right. You know what I mean? You can tell he's... He's healthier. Yeah. But, they, yeah. but, but they said... He's you in know, a band now called Mean Something. Mean... Something stupid. Uh, yeah, I saw the documentary. It's, it's not, actually it's pretty interesting, great. though. I, I want to watch it, but, like, it's kind of him trying to, like... No, the music sucks, but it's an interesting documentary. The, uh, the music? Yeah, for Mean whatever. Oh, from, from his new his band. His new band, oh. yeah. But it's him trying to say, like, you know, like, redo that, and like, because that basically killed his career, right? It did, but you can clearly tell that he has had substance abuse issues. I mean, yeah, he's had issues. Clear as fucking day. Mean man. Mean, mean man. man. I think it's mean man, yeah. But he's, he's, he's not as great as he was because he took, you know, he's just not the player he could be, but I think that Chris Holmes in the Wasp days, the early days before the party got too much... I think the guy was an underrated guitar player. I think he could have been a lot more if he had applied himself. He could have, he could have been amazing. Um, but the record as a whole, there are so many good tunes on here. I mean, everyone obviously knows I want to be somebody that's more the mainstream. Um, Very catchy. I'm sure one. School Days is too. Again, more mainstream rock. But you have awesome metal songs like Tormentor, The Torture Never Stops, um, L-O-V-E, Love Machine is awesome. The Flame. Dio. UG, <laughs> you're just oh wait a minute dude hellion is awesome too mm -hmm. uh and i love the cover man so 80s was fuck like a beast that's on fuck like a that's on that was an ep wasn't it dude uh, but they released the 98 version this is what they, i must have listened to with I, animal oh. fuck like a beast opens yeah, the album it does yeah so I think, right. I, yeah, I think fuck like a beast was on an uh ep that's crazy because i always thought that was the opening fucking song i think it's on the original man I don't think so. No, no I'm, I think I'm looking at the, the original original. The original opens up when I want to be somebody. Yeah, love love uh, machine. I want to be somebody. Love machine. Bad school days. Alien sleeping in the fire on your knees. Tormentor. The torture never stops. So let's yeah. see if the original. I'm, I'm on it, bro. Wait, You're they do it. a painted black cover on there. They do. Uh, they, they do. do. Yeah. 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 Is it good? No. <laughs> painted black is already not a. It's it's a very dark song. I like it. Oh, dude, yeah. I do like Anvil it. did a cover when we talked about it. It's hard to re replicate that. But I would say yeah. they do it. It sounds '80s version of this. Was it? That's a '60s song, right? '60s. Probably '70s. I think Painted Black was '70s. The Stones, anyway. It, it's it's that it is. It was like, if it '70s, early '70s. Yeah. It early, sounds, yeah. real it early. It does not yeah. sound exactly like Fashion which is even more creepy in the original in the way that I like it. That's how I like is, it. Is it done well though? Like, it's done well. Oh, yeah, okay. It's just '80s, '80s just, production. Just going back to the Stones real quick though. Show no mercy. Too much is reverb. That, 
That's not a slave show, no mercy. Is no, it? no, no. Okay, but you go back to like like the Stones. You got to remember they were putting out albums in like '64, dude, and well, they're still around. It's crazy, man. They, I That's really, a, I, if I had to choose a amazing. Stones era, it would be that early era, like when they like were basically uh, ripping off like blues, like bluegrass, see, for, like the, the the blacks in Louisiana, like yeah, the bluegrass, and it de- it depends. I I just can't do anything. No, I just can't do. Ah, dude, let it bleed. Go to ah, soup. The original, the original wasp. That's what made a black song. Animal, and shit like that. Fuck like a beast was number one. On the, the original. On the, album, the original. Yeah, bro. I get yep. conflicting reports, but yep. I'll go with yep. it because yep. I don't want to extend this. But I love that song because I got pictures of fucking naked ladies everywhere. Wait, so was that on this album or no? It's saying that it was originally. Yes. Like put out. Like yeah. actually. Yeah, well, no, it's saying the 98 reissue had it. There you go. That's what I got. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Painted Black was added. I have a feeling those those songs... Doug, I think you're right. I think it was originally put out as an EP release to get them promoted and signed. And then the that album came out, and then they went back and added that song on. So. Yeah, because the version I listened to had Animal Fuck Like a Beast on it. So, yeah, I mean, they're just additions, guys. So, sorry we've gone back and forth on this record, but now you know the details. The but- original album... Does not contain Fuck Like a Beast. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm going to say right here? Great song. Listen, the whole fucking album was entertaining as fuck. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be. Uh, I've never given Wasp the time of day. Me and Kevin have talked about it in the past. Dude, Sleeping in the Fire is yeah. just like Maiden's... Um, uh, 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 what is it? Um, uh, what's the song? Tomorrow. Um, Quest, Quest for Fire? No, no. <laughs> Remember, remember tomorrow. Yeah, remember tomorrow. Remember tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. All right. So allegedly, allegedly, fuck like a beast. <laughs> I know we keep going back and forth. Was a single from 1984 with that and show no mercy. And then I want to be somebody was also a single, but I don't know why, fuck like a beast didn't make it onto the actual first album self-titled. Oh, had the title fuck like a beast. Yeah. All I know, if you're going to listen to the record, just start, for me, just start at uh, Sleeping in the Fire. It's funny, I actually saw Fuck Like a Beast, the single, that's why I knew it was a, a single, or an EP, because I started yeah, at a great, fucking, uh... Great cod piece. I started at, um, cod piece an antique shop today. Ooh, that M.O.D., um, Gross Misconduct on Tape, I almost bought it for you. But I don't even know. So anyway, great yeah. record, moving on. Yeah, we digress, like, big time. No, I just want to say one thing, though, uh, before we move on, because it's my pick next, but... Listen, me and Kevin had a conversation. We did a podcast. It was just me and Kevin, and uh, Nasty Nate came on. <laughs> and uh, before Nasty Nate came on, he asked me if I like Wasp, and I said, ah, I just never really listened to him. I'm going to say one thing. Uh, doing this, I actually thoroughly enjoyed that Wasp album. Fuck yeah. Um, Dude, awesome, man. And it's a t- band I never gave the time of fucking day, and uh, I always thought they were kind of cheesy. I love but it. dude, Kevin, thank you, brother. Yes. I mean, it was fucking. I, I'm glad you put it on this list because I really thoroughly enjoyed that record. I, I thought it was a really cool record, front awesome. to back. Even though I had the weird version with Animal yeah, yeah, Fucking yeah. Beast, but I, I think that if yeah, you fly cool, now, even now, I ran into a dude when we were camping. And he was just like, "I'm a huge Wasp fan. I've been since the beginning. He's older, right? He's probably in his forties, and he's like, I'm gonna tell you right now, listen to their new stuff. I'm like." They're still together. He's like, Blackie's still doing his thing. He's like, but the records sound like Wasp. They don't sound like something different. My fucking God, I will say the last couple records he's done 
it's underrated heavy metal and it's so awesome i i i, I try whenever we get a chance even after, again after this podcast let's just put on like a new wasp record and you'll be like this is fucking good metal they haven't changed and it sounds consistent and it's and it's great all right good to know i couldn't believe it i was like this sounds like old wasp this this shit he's playing is great it's a little heavier than this record which is even better I mean, I know Wild Child's on for a while, and I know it's kind of, like, played out. It's, like, two years later. I, I was, but I was but that's probably that. one I mean, of the greatest there. fucking songs. It's just such... I that might know. even be on their next album. It's like on 85. their next record. I think it's 85. It's on the next record, but that record is more commercial. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't even matter. Again, it's still... It's a it's a great metal record, but it's, it's commercial metal, you know? But it was great. We don't have that shit anymore. We don't have great commercial stuff. Wasp was... I felt like Wasp was a band you could be, like... Most people would be like, if it's a song that comes on, you don't want to listen to mainstream, but it's, you'll leave it on. It's like that. What would you even consider mainstream? They're the band you would leave on if, in an awkward silence between like Look, people who like different genres, I, you could put it on yeah. and be like, everyone. Be yeah, like, eh, exactly. All right. It's like, all right, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even sure because I didn't look into it, but I feel like uh, like it's almost like a shout at the devil. Like Motley Crue, because like that was before they were mainstream. Yeah. But dude, they put on a fucking killer record. That one is killer. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And I I compare it to that before they went all fucking mainstream with Theater of Pain, Home Sweet Home, and all that garbage crap. But I compare it to that. No, but it's a great song. No, no, that's a good song. I remember that on the single. My but that album is fucking terrible. Like overall, it is an album where you're like, oh, skip, skip, skip. Yeah. All right. On to my pick. I think, right? It's my turn? Yeah. It's gotta be, right? Yeah. We got it. We're going clockwise in this motherfucker. Clockwise. But, uh, clockwise. Clockwise, Jamie. <laughs> I am going with, again, clockwise. my... <laughs> I was gonna say clockwise, uh, Samwise Gamgee. Gamgee. Yeah. Clockwise, Jamie. Hey, can we just Co- stop to recognize how bad the new Guns N' Roses single is? I didn't hear it. They have a single? I didn't hear it. Oh, Absurd. I know, I know the song, but I didn't listen oh, to it. Oh, boy. I don't give a fuck about them. Have so. you ever heard what really bad punk sounds like? Well, I mean, yes, Green Day and uh, Blink-182 just held a concert. In, Green Day is... It's Fanway Park, so I guess people do know what bad punk sounds like. Yeah, Green Day is and, great. And, and they, <laughs> I like Green Day. Green Day's not great. They're not great. Did I say they were great? No, I said I like them. You just Fanway said that. Park. I said Green Day is... No, I said I, I said I like, I like Green Day. I didn't you say Green Day, Day is great. Is great. I did not. Did you say Green Gay? Green Gay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I said Green Day was great. No, I said I like Green Gay. Green Gay. <laughs> <laughs> Green Day. Anyway, <laughs> my pick Fuck for the next <laughs> album. You're never going to call them Green Day. Two man. straight years in a row. <laughs> this is, uh, I picked them last year too for 1983. Welcome to Penis Dust. We're, okay. <laughs> we're going with 1984's Merciful Fate. Oh, Don't yeah. Don't break the O. Um, Great album. Grandma. No, not yet. Not quite right, yet. Right We're getting there, though. 19, yeah. That's 87 or 88. But Look, <laughs> Merciful Fate, and I said their names last time, Denner, and I forget the other guy, but amazing fucking guitar players. Like, probably two of the best rhythm guitar players. They set the tone in metal, in my opinion. They, they were just so amazing. Right. If you listen to, like, like, again, go back to the song Melissa, I mentioned this last time, like, the feet they pulled on that with the, the rhythms and the fucking, like, um, what do you call it, the, uh, like, You heard him. He said that they used their feet to play the rhythms. <laughs> the feet. That, with their, their, their feet, we're saying the same I thing, did, right? I'm just kidding with you, I'm just kidding. No. Anyway. <laughs> He's like, the feet. The feet. The feet. 
feet that they they pulled off, you know, with the dual guitar shit. But uh, they pulled off feet to play the dual guitar. That's yeah. crazy. But anyway, uh, I just got to say one song. Come to the fucking Sabbath, dude. Maybe the greatest song of 1984. Dude, it might be. One of the greatest metal songs of all fucking time. Yeah. I mean, that song is fucking amazing. And, and I mean, it's got great songs all over the place. Gypsy, great song. Dangerous Meeting, but come to the fucking Sabbath. Yeah. And to end the album, too. Like, that yeah. was so good, they didn't need to have it as, like, the opening song to attract everyone in and catch them, and then it's a bunch yeah. of garbage. Yeah. No, they're like, we're so good, this album's good, and we're going to yeah. end it with this fucking killer right, song. Right, dude. And it's, it's true. It's like, it really ends with that fucking song. And usually the tail end is not the best. Yeah, usually it's like... Cocks and dicks in hell. <laughs> Dyslexia? <laughs> the dyslexic? No, I sent that to you guys. Dyslexist? Yeah. Dude, uh, and the, the cover itself. Oh, unbelievable, man. One of my... Probably one of my favorite... I'd say from this year, at least. Like, that's gonna be, like, the greatest... Is he pointing a finger? It's like a devil coming he out is. of flames, like, yep. pointing a finger. It looks like... It, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely pointing something. Like, such a definitely great... a finger. Great, great album Maybe cover. a penis to Kevin, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a pe- that's a weenie for you, Kev. Yeah, I don't look. I've I, 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 oh, no. I've look. been on Omega before. I don't need to look at covers. No, but look at this cover, dude. Come on, look at that fucking cover. Oh no, I love it's amazing. I love the merciful fate cover. Yeah, yeah, it is great. Yeah, amazing. It's so, metal. Um, it is metal. So come to the Sabbath was um on um that was what the merciful fate type band that um they were going to see on we summon the darkness. Yes, and this is a song. Yep. Um. Pretty sure this is a song they're playing on that, right? Oh no, yeah. that was or was that Black Funeral? No, it was Black Funeral. I think you're right. I think it was. Was it? I thought no, it was... because it... hail Satan. Oh, all hail yeah, 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 yeah. Satan. You're right. Sorry. Right. But uh, and I just wanted to say Hank Sherman. That's the guy I was trying to think of. I couldn't think of his name. But oh, Mike, Michael Denner and Hank Sherman. Those guys are fucking amazing guitar players. The feat that they pulled off doing <laughs> a great their double rhythms and bleeds and whatever the fuck they did. It's great. A great feat of strength. Yeah. But yeah, man. Album's fantastic. Uh, didn't really do good in the U.S. at the time. But it peaked at 66 in Germany. Well. Uh, but dude, uh, the cover art was done by Thomas Holm. I don't know if he's done anything else. But amazing. He, he's probably... It seems like he's Fucking done. Amazing. Or less like... Or if there are other artists who did. Like, um, like what was it? Like, Nine? Like, uh... Is it Russell Fate Nine? Or King Diamond Nine? When he's like... Yeah. Like, it, it, I don't know if they're just kind of replicating the style or if it's like the same artist. No, I know like, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, you might be right. Because then the, he, he did, didn't Repka do a few? Didn't Repka do a lot of the Merciful... I mean, uh, King Diamond? Did Repka, Repka do Abigail and uh, Them? I'll look it up right now. I think that was a different dude. Was it? it it's very, rep, very uh, Repka-y. Uh, I think that that's definitely more dark than what... Like less like colorful wise, you mean? No, or like imagery wise. Imagery wise, I think it's darker than Rep. Rep is very like eighties zombies. You know, he's like all about the zombie imagery. Uh, you know, skin, pus, boils, infectious yeah, disease. That's true. <coughs> it almost looks like more like like Necro Lord. He loves did... aliens and infectious diseases. That's who that's, doesn't? I mean, that is Ed Repka for sure. That dude is darker. There's something dark in his soul. You know what's funny is Abigail. They don't even have like who did the cover on the like yeah, Wikipedia. Whoever did that shit is dark, man. It's good yeah. dark imagery. Crazy. They don't have it. It's insane. You know why? Um, those covers remind me of the dissection covers. 
Well, that's what I was saying. Like, I, I swear, like the dude. Uh, the one on the the carriage. Oh, the so the carriages are Somberland carriages are very similar to the carriages in um, uh, Abigail. whatever Abigail. And the colors too. Look at the colors. The purples. You know, like light purples, dark purples. There's fucking royal, uh, royal blue and all that shit. I got more for you here too. Yeah. I was gonna see if they have it. It's actually um. Dark. It's like one color, but different variants of that color. They love those. You're right. Like in the same color scheme, but some are darker, some are. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's beautiful. I wish I could spell merciful. Hold on. All right. Anyway, we'll look that up. We'll get back to you on that one. Oh man. Pretty high right now. High? Yeah. Would you do edibles? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you love having a fucking pregnant wife, so you can just do That's drugs great. and not worry about it. I had an edible, just one, on the way here, uh, and I'm in hour two now, and the rockets have launched. <laughs> Doug, you're up. All right. So once again, no order. Uh, the most evil 13 minutes and 20 seconds, sevens, <laughs> 27 seconds uh, this far into 1984. Uh, I went with Slayer Haunting the Fucking Chapel. Oh, no, Show No Mercy. I do, you can't see Doug's pointing at his uh, wall. Wall of Slayer, man. What's the wrong one? Wall of Slayer. I do have, so years ago I bought this off eBay and I didn't realize it was an original pressing and a sealed copy. So I have a sealed original pressing of Show No Mercy. Mm. It's basically my nest egg. Dude, <laughs> some, someone will take It's going to make you millions of yeah. dollars. By the way, guys, in my neighborhood, there's a dude who has a pool and a tiki bar and plays nonstop Slayer. And when I walk by there, I usually, like, you know, do the do you know where obligatory Slayer. And I'll yell, and he'll yell it back, and he's like, "Yeah!" And I'm like, oh, I got, every time I walk by him, like I'm like, I gotta, be, we gotta be friends with this guy. Yeah, why? He would the, love it. All right, I'm going over there drunkenly cool. in the diaper yeah. party. No, honestly, that day, we should go over and just see if he's kicking around. He's yeah. always out there. He looks like Carrie King. Too. <laughs> Shoot, of course, maybe maybe Carrie King lives in my neighborhood. I wouldn't even. That's know. very New Hampshire. So there's not much to talk about this record. It's like three fucking tracks on the original version. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking Chemical Warfare, which might be yeah, arguably the greatest Slayer track of all time. I mean, that fucking song is amazing. Captor Sin's great. Onto the Chapel's great. And then uh, they added uh, Aggressive Perfector. Uh, I'm not sure what year. It doesn't say, but I guess it was on the Metal Massacre Volume 3 album. Yeah. Which is so. Awesome. It, so it's like the same one that's on, um, what's it called? But just a little bit. You can, you can tell. I remember hearing the difference back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I, whenever I hear Captor Sin, I always think of uh, Live Undead, which we haven't gotten to yet. That'll probably be on my list when we come. But do you remember? You can't, you can't do live albums. Uh, fucking EPs are even sneaky. Yeah, but it's yeah, original, yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. No, all right, so, but he did an EP last year, so I can't give you shit about it. All right, well, since I can't do a live last album, year. I'm live. Yeah. Last year. Oh, whatever, like 1983. Yeah, oh, well, no, the last year we did, not last year. Yeah, you did Queensryche. Yeah, that yeah. Clean of the so since I can't do the live album, but do you remember some of the best banter on the um, for this song for Cap uh, Captain Sin? I forget exactly. This one goes out to all the cunts who like to spread their legs in the night. This one's called Captain of Sin. Yeah. And it goes right into Captain of Sin. It's not like Matthew McConaughey trying to do Samurai. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. 
if you That's don't what listen, I was going for. If you don't listen to Slayer, it'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. But yeah, this album is huge for me, man. I uh, I fucking love this record. I mean, dude, it, it's three fucking songs. Well, four songs, the version I had, but three, I guess, originally. But man, what, dude, Chemical Warfare alone is just like, fuck, man. It makes me want to just bust a nut all over Doug's wall. <laughs> like, it's just such a great dude, song. Uh, so like, are you on the unbelievable? I'm going to tell you what. I'm gonna get my Lincoln. I'm gonna roll myself a real fat joint, and then I'm gonna throw on that Slayer haunting the chapels. You sound like more like the guy from uh, The Offspring, like the guy that Dexter. Uh, it's no, time to relax. <laughs> oh, you know yeah, what that yeah, means? Yeah. A glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Though. You do a good creepy Matthew McConaughey. Um, so arguably, arguably the best EP in in metal. Um, oh no! Me and Mark, I, I don't think it's arguable. I think it is. Think okay. It is. I mean, like me, me, old words. me, me, me and Tar, me and Tarko, me and Marco were talking about us the other day. Taco, Tarko, give me a beer, you guac. Um, like there aren't a ton of of metal EPs that yeah. are completely original. Like I know, it's obviously, hard. we just talked about Queen of the Reich. But no, but you're right. <laughs> Overall, if you go to the big bands. Uh, I mean, the Testament has returned to the Apocalypse City. But there was nothing new on that, though. No, you're right. Uh, there you. was not one you're new welcome. song? Not one? Um, it was... No, it was so, just so many was lies. Steve Souza songs that were done by Chuck Billy. Yeah, okay. Over the Wall. Yeah, Yeah. it was Over the Wall. Um, yeah, Apocalypse So City. many lies. Cause, yeah. um, the Ritual had just come out. And yeah. then it goes in, like, Return of Serenity. And then I think they go in, like, the... Um, I, I can't say it on the air, but it's, like, the... Um, the soulful versions of, um, like, Trail of Tears and shit, I think. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Right? Okay, yeah, Is yeah. That... yeah something like but, that. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think there was anything I'm looking at right now. That's why I'm looking up here. But, like, yeah, there's not a ton of, like, amazing metal EPs. A lot of them are just, like, full-ass albums, which is kind of no, awesome, I think too. it's more of, like, a hardcore thing. Honestly, punk. Like, I think the EP... Because I, I, don't, I don't know The last good EPs in the 90s were the Alice in Chain EPs. Sap... Oh, those were actually EPs when they were those released? Were, oh, they were EPs, yeah. Jar, Jar Flies, Flies was an yeah. EP. Absolutely. So those are the yeah. two best EPs in rock and roll, in my opinion. But I didn't realize those were EPs. Yeah. That's why I like doing this. Yeah. I learned shit I never knew about shit I should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Sap that's why people still coming, keep yeah. downloading our shit. <laughs> Jar Flies, I guess six. we're not a bunch of idiots. Yeah. We actually, we're like smart geeks when it comes down to metal. <laughs> to a point. Because, yeah. because we'll, we'll talk about a record... And it's just generalization, and then all of a sudden we get real deep when it comes down to like random shit we bring up. Like now we've been talking for like we have nine records, and we've talked about nine hundred other things. And oh yeah, nine but they're all interesting facts, though. That's what people like is the facts. Hopefully, so, all while doing all while doing is circle jerk people. Yeah, I've been masturbating this whole time. So, quick few fun facts that I did find about haunting the chapel. So, in uh, the studio recording this. Uh, Dave and Gene Hoagland first met. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the first time Dave had double bass added to his kit. Because, like I said in the last episode, Gene Hoagland taught him how to play double bass. Yeah, so he taught him. Which is amazing. Wow. Yeah. And so. Which is awesome. History. So Gene Hoagland used to do, uh, on I think the Show No Mercy tour, and maybe even on this tour, he was doing like, he was a roadie. Yes. And he was doing right. lights. Yep. And stuff like that. And he thought all I did was lights. And he's like, no, there's more to it. But he ended up quitting. But long story short, um, they would play Dark Angel songs like well for warm-up. And then 
Gene Hoglund was like, oh, fuck it, who are you guys playing? Oh, that's Dark Angel. And then they, I think, played a show with Dark Angel. And he went up to the dudes and was just like, giving them shit criticism. Hey, just so you know, I'm better than your drummer. You should do this, you should do this. Yeah. And all of a sudden, oh, fucking. Wow. That I didn't know. That yeah. I didn't know. And so, then. So let him be. I didn't even know Dark Angel was a thing before Hoglund was even in him. Yeah, same here. I had no idea. Okay. It's on Wikipedia. It must be true. Yeah, maybe. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, the dude that. Uh, we fucking didn't think of it first. Wikipedia. Everything you just heard is a lie. <laughs> it's fake ish news. So. Yeah, so on the chapel, man. Um, awesome, man. It, it's it's um, it speaks for itself. Yeah. It's it's just arguably the arguably if not the best metal EP ever. And just fucking front it, obviously three songs, but especially because they call this the stepping stone album for Slayer. Because Show No Mercy had yeah. its own style, and then uh, Hunter the Chapel came out, and then it was what Hello Waits, and then and then they just went up the yeah, ladder right from into there. Rain and Blood, so which lo- is their classic. A lot of people call this the stepping album. Was that like Be Show God, No Mercy? This is my favorite. What Hello Waits? Yeah, same here. Yeah. Incredibly underrated. But Hello Waits is your favorite, really? Oh, yeah, right. Hello Waits is my favorite Slayer. Well, that's record. for another time, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah, for we'll 1985, bro. We'll have to do like we'll a whole there. episode we'll be there on there it. next year. We, yeah. we should do. We should do like like just pick a band and just pick apart the discography, pick apart like the fun stories, oh, dude, the weird day. stories. Just like we could, we we'll be here for years doing this crap. If we wanted to go back year by year, and so we we could, it's it's gonna be great. It's gonna be circle jerks forever, constant. Can I get that in writing? Kevin, yeah. I think you're up. What's your next record? I am. It's going to be Straight to the Top, Tooth and Nail. Oh. Docking. Tooth and Nail. Woo. Second album uh, where they finally had the prime time motherfucking lineup of Docking. Even though we got it on the first record, uh, Breaking the Chain, I think. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, in the first Dawkins record, it was really primarily written by Don Dawkins, uh, and then you, you added some solos from our virtuoso. Um, I forget his name because I'm high right now, but that's all right. Um, <laughs> George Lynch. George Lynch. Yeah. Uh, but this record really is where the band stands out, and it's really kind of like the first time the guys got together to write shit. You know, um, great record, great heavy tunes. For me, I'm just gonna go with my first, my favorite track. It's a ballad, and I, I knew, I knew, you know, dude, alone again. Yeah, fucking great song of the time. If you don't like it, go fuck yourself. It is such a wait, 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 wait. Look, look at the the time for alone again. Yeah, four twenty, baby. And you're high as shit, dude. It's it's the all the cosmos are lining right now. Alone again without you, Doug. Dude. When I when I broke up with my ex many many moons ago, it's great. This was on repeat for like fucking yeah uh, days for days, days straight. It was just like days. he gets me, he gets me. Yeah, it's it is it's a great fucking record, dude. Tooth and nail, great. The intro without warning, so metal. What a great instrumental, and then it's just got soaring guitars, and then leads right into tooth and nail. Uh, just got lucky's a great tune, great radio rock rec- uh, song. Um, Heartless heart is good. It blows. No, no, close. Great. Don't close your eyes, dude. What a Fucking great cool. riff. Don't close your eyes. Yeah, dude. Salt the heaven. Riffs, man. <laughs> dude, uh, don't close your eyes. I always would have been a good. I know they later on they did um stuff with like Freddie. Yeah. Uh, but like, don't close your eyes or I'll be there. Yeah. Dude, like that's I know, like man. Maybe precursor. Like, the yeah, precursor. it's like a precursor. Yeah. 
And then for uh, new modern metal fans, for those of you that like Trivium, you can see where they stole their thunder from. Uh, I mean, yeah, they were influenced by Overkill and other bands like Maiden, but dude, Into the Fire is a total... They have a song of their own that's like that. It's a total ripoff of Doc, and I'm pretty sure they did that purposely as an homage to 80s um, metal bands, but that song is a fist pumper. Into the Fire! Yeah, dude, just a fucking great do, tune. Do you at least like I like uh, do you at least like uh, Into the Fire and like Tooth and Nail? I love Tooth and Nail. Okay, what about uh, Not Into the Fire? Dude, Into the Fire is fucking awesome. It's okay. Yeah. Just okay. It's All right. Just okay. Well, Bullets to Spare, great tune. Uh, um, Turn on the action is the last song that it's a very radio friendly metal song. No. But if you listen to the... Oh, yeah, dude, I love the guitar. It reminds me more of like a Van Halen radio song. Pantera Van Halen. He used the whole fucking scale. I totally hear it. I totally hear it. The man's amazing. Great player. He reminds me... Dude, Lynch is a copy of Van Halen, period. I mean, his playing is very much on Eddie Van Halen. Do I necessarily like the record? Eh. I have a hard time with it. I like some of it. I think some of it's amazing, and uh, but I don't know, dude. Like Kevin always says, they're not hair metal, but I think they're fucking borderline ass hair metal. Uh, I really feel that way, especially um, on this record. Lock and key, now, lock and key. I would absolutely say that. Uh, I I feel it on this record a lot because back back <laughs> in the east, dude, their third yeah, record is yeah. heavy metal record. And that back for the we, attack is the, back the for the record. attack. Yeah, That's back the record. for the attack. That's the record for me. I love that. record. The context yeah. in this album is one hundred percent glam. For the most part, like I'll be, you know, what I mean, like the the, the no, context. No, there's a little lyrics. bit of glam there, but but as oh, far as like, I uh, thought it was just metal. I thought it was a hair it's metal. just metal. It's just yeah. this is good rock this and roll. Is this, this is good is heavy metal. Look, to me. We're already I don't know, we're man. like, I don't know. It's too glammy. I don't know. It's too poppy. It's no, if you it's if metal. you compare it to uh, Poison, uh, no, no, like the but, no, 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 like glam it's not even that. It's not even that. It's 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 that I always hear from you guys. Oh, they're not hair metal, but this album gives me serious fucking hair metal vibes, and that's okay. But that's okay. That's it. Because it's that's all I'm saying. So I'm not saying weird, it, it I'm not saying it is or it isn't. But I I feel like some songs that, really bring and, it. And that's fine. Tooth and Nail is a killer song. Into the Fire. I don't know, dude. dude Alone geez. again. Alone uh, oh, again. again. Heart sucks balls. That's like the worst song ever. I fucking hate that song. It's it's it. it's not the greatest in the album. It's definitely maybe one of the. Weaker, I didn't dislike the album completely. I liked some parts of it. I thought it was an entertaining record. Let me sweeten the deal for you. Yeah. Me, you, Kevin, and we get another member. We do. We're an all gay cover band called yeah, Docking. Yeah. D o c k i n g. Docking. Doug just really wants to dock with somebody. Doug is very uncircumcised, by the Guys, way. Guys, I don't. No, I don't. That's not true. You'll be the one docking. I don't know what docking means. I'm very behind. Docking's when you have an uncircumcised dude and a circumcised dude, and you pull the skin over and you pick them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. I don't know about you guys, but I get I, I have a fucking that, uh, no. I didn't need to know any of this. I don't have any. Well, you asked. That's the only problem. But coming back to the record for a second, I didn't hate the record. Uh, I just want you guys to know it. I just there's some songs on it. That I'm I never really gonna like. be able to look at Dawkins the same now. I'm gonna think of yeah. Foreskins every time I think of fucking Dawkins. The Foreskins. That's a good I punk hate band. You too. The Foreskins. Very good oi band. But no, I enjoyed. I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the record. Uh, but. It's I probably just, my least favorite out of the ten. I enjoyed it. I just okay. shit all it's over it. It's my least favorite it, out of the ten. <laughs> I enjoyed it. But no, I, I just don't. It. I don't like Heartless Heart. I think that song's dumb. <laughs> it's the worst song ever. It's just not to bring up the, the 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 vegetarian thing, but like there's a lot of things that say meatless meat 
on the bag. Like, if you buy meatballs, it's like meatless yeah, meat whatever. meatballs. So in my head, I'm always like, meatless meat. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. But it didn't mean that. Stuff. You know? It, it didn't mean that. No. But, uh, but dude, uh, tooth and nail. Uh, dude, that's how it rolls, man. That's that's a fucking banger and a half. Even without warning, you'd admit that's a great fucking intro. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Intros. You know... I didn't get delved Doesn't into this remind, record. It reminds me of a Judas Priest intro, man. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. like Electric Guy, uh, Hellion. Yeah, type. it's just great. I didn't delve into the record like crazy, but uh, but they're but, definitely they remind me of a heavier. I listened to it twice. They're a heavier it's Van Halen mixed with Iron Maiden riffs. It's like the riffs. The riffs like are amazing. I can see some like the. It's a little more. Some that's a little more. His voice. His voice is very commercial. But it was right for the time, but they've always been a heavy metal band. They're you a heavy metal band. You know how I got into this album to begin with? Yeah. Like you were saying, many moons ago, where like this was like this was like a safe album where like, alright, I'm around metalheads and I'm around like girls who like Rob Zombie and some rock. It was a good like who got you into this album? Uh, I got myself into it. You did? You I know found uh, Kevin was looking for credit. Doctor Doctor J. Bodwin. Uh. Got you into it? Yeah. Oh no shit. He got me into Doc and we during band practice. You know, we'd be, they'd be throwing, Kim and Casey would be throwing around records. Casey was always towards the heavier side. Jay always had the great, he was about Danzig, or is, I shouldn't say she. We have to get was. Jay back on the He's show. He's alive. Dr. Jay is alive. You gotta detect his face on this. But, yes. oh, and he he will dissect Dawkins. He loves, the, he got me into Dawkins. I didn't know that. That's he awesome. He fucking loves two things. He's the reason why I picked, I, 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 I defend them to the day as a metal band. Well, it's probably because he was a, like Jay was like the movie guru even twenty five yeah, yeah, fucking got years me into ago. Those guys, um, be, you know, because there's there's definitely a trail between you know horror movies, obviously Freddy, Dawkins. I think that's kind of yeah. I, I think that was my biggest influence from him was I mean he he was he had mad respect for those guys and I don't know there's a there's a might have been one or two other bands like he was just like no you really got to give this a chance and but he was all about to the nail. Yeah. Casey too. Casey was all about it. So those guys, they there were a couple records that they introduced me to. I'm like, all right. This yeah. is too late and for I, me, bro. Maybe. Too late. Like it's yeah. just already. Maybe too late for me. I don't yeah. Know. You might you might have missed the boat, which is fine. You ever kill for game or shoot to maim? But we don't need a reason. The golden the goose, golden is, on goose is on the loose. Two minutes to midnight. And never out of season. Never Black and pride still burns inside the shell of bloody treason. Black and pride. Here's my gun for a barrel of fun. We're gonna the love get, of living death. We're going to get sued by Iron Maiden. Yeah, we are. My pick. Fuck Dawkins. We're going Iron Maiden Power Slave. That album fucking rips. We're not there yet. Yeah, Michael's just premature. Album. You I'm just sick of talking about Dr. J. Bowden and all this shit. I love him, but we don't need to talk about all that. All right, well, we got that out of the way. Come Who's on. next? Power Slave. Are you next? Iron Maiden, yeah, bro. Well, yeah, I would obviously pick fucking Power Slave over Iron... Uh, over, uh... Docking? Docking, yeah. Docking. <laughs> Docking. <laughs> but anyway, uh, dude, I just I just felt like we were going on too long. I mean, we were talking about, like, people. Like, we don't... They don't know. They don't know these people. They know. They know they Dr. Do. J. No, Dr. they know J. They know he Jay. Is, he is in the podcast. No, he's been on it. He and he's, he's awesome. He is immortal. <laughs> he's an immortal represent of this fine establishment. But number two, uh, it was hard, man, because this album's so impactful as well. Number two, this should be number three. You're not number two, bro. What the? What have you been doing? Uh, did we miss somebody? 
I think we went Doug, you, me, Doug, you, me, Doug, you, me. Yeah. I did my three. Yeah, yeah. I did you my did three. three. Yeah, we're so good. This is number He's two. Saying number two for him. Yeah. No, no, no. Number no, two number out, two out of the countdown. Because I made it happen that way. I did it on purpose. So it's the fifth stadium. <laughs> I can't even talk. Fifth studio album by the English heavy metal band Iron Maiden. It's called Power Slave. Fucking right. One of the greatest albums, in my opinion, ever fucking created on the face of the planet. Um, it's good. Right? It's all right. <laughs> That's pretty bold, dude. Yeah, no, I would say you got Ace, Ace is High, Two Minutes to Midnight, and Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Oh, it's, a, it's a great album. Not the what greatest ever. Yeah. No, I say I said one of the greatest. Nah. <laughs> you shit on me because I shit on Dawkins. Go fuck yourself. No. no, no, no. It's a great record, but I wouldn't say like it's one of the greatest metal records. I mean, that's pretty dude, bold. It's, it's Flash it's, of the Blade. Excellent. Back of the Village. The song Power Slave. The song Power Slave. Yeah. Fucking Iron of the Ancient Mariner. Eight I, songs, what, what seven of them are tight. I seven think, of them are tight. I think it's the best record in their entire discography that is doesn't have one song that you can skip. So? <laughs> what's that mean? <laughs> Wait, so there's, there's, there's other Maiden albums where you skip songs besides Quest for Fire? Like this is the one you can listen so through if you front don't, to back consistently. Yeah, so if you don't skip it, like what makes it not one of the greatest? Oh well, I will say this. Well, it's, it could be one of the greatest Maiden records, but it can't be. It's not one of the. It's a great metal record. record. It's, it's a great metal. It's record. a great, not the greatest. And dude, and the greatest could be in fifty. You it's know, not even the greatest out of nineteen eighty four. It's number two. Yeah, but it's one of one of the greatest of nineteen eighty four, and it's also one of the greatest metal records of all time. And you could go like a top one hundred. It doesn't matter. There's a million metal records. Do you think this would make your top one hundred? Oh yeah, it would make the top twenty. That's what I'm saying. We are geeking out over heavy metal. This is look. No, that's why we all have our opinions. That's what makes us great. We have the chemistry. Yeah, but we're nerd. You're a fucking nerd, and no one likes you. But Doug admitted it'd be in his top twenty. So that's one of your greatest, bro. It's one of your greatest. You know. Uh, dude, awesome record. Uh, fucking, I think uh, Dickinson kills it. And happy birthday, Bruce. I don't know how old you are, but I know it's your happy birthday. Happy birthday, you English hunt. So we're going with the happy birthday to Brewski. Nice. And uh, no, but honestly, dude, I, I already said enough, dude. I mean, I already named all the tracks. So what do you guys think about the record? I mean, well, I don't want to be a power slave. <laughs> That's my, uh, so at, at work, I work at a power station, obviously, so we like, me, me and my buddy Eric, who's also metalhead, we try to think of all these, like, metal Iron Maiden puns, so we have, like, Power Slave, because we're going to Power Station, we're yeah. Power Slaves, uh, Fear of the Ark. Fear of the Ark. <laughs> uh, there's another one, too. We, we had, like, a whole list of them, and, like, we just sat there one night when I was training with him, like, on an overnight, and we're like, like, let's start an Iron Maiden, like, power-themed band, like. That's funny. Um. But you know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to give Mark, Marco too much credit, but it, it is a great fucking album. I don't want to give him too much credit. <laughs> I just like, I'm just mad about docking, docking. Uh, but dude, Ace is high to miss the midnight. Yeah, you um, know what? I, maybe it's because those two tracks are so overplayed. I just don't really well, give a shit about them. So it, it's true. It ruins the record for me. I'm like, oh yeah. When I was younger, it's a black album. Yeah. You know, I mean, the black albums. Fucking epic. When I was oh, younger, like, oh, Sandman, I don't want to listen to that. Oh, holier than thou, or whatever the other. Sabatru. Yeah, Sabatru. Nothing so else matters. But still, oh no, even worse. Yeah, Unforgiven. But that's what I'm saying. And the rest of the record, like holy shit. Don't when I first got into Power Slave, there was no other album for like six months. I remember it was oh, me and me yeah. and Paul were living together. 
Are you still talking about Black Album? Yeah. Such a great right. album. Let's listen to that right now. Let's shut this. Shut that off. Let's listen yeah, to Black Album. Exactly. But no, it's true. Like Ace's Eye, Two Minutes to Midnight, amazing song. But like you said, they're played out, so it kind of like dampens the album a little bit. Yeah. But then it's like Rhyme the Ancient Mariner, which is what probably one of my favorite Maiden Dude, songs. You know, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner is uh, Ancient Mariner is great. Their storytelling, the music writing, like, like Struggle the Within is really good too. <laughs> <laughs> Struggle Within suit you fine. Struggle Within you're ruined. <laughs> Struggle within, <laughs> you see you roll coffin. Yeah, I love it. The struggling within. Marco. Dun, 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 dun. Marco. Dun, 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 dun. Are you comparing Parsley to the Black Album? <laughs> the, the Black Album's the best album in 1984, in case you didn't know. Fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> Listen, uh, I understand we've listened to Two Minutes of Midnight and Aces High a lot, but that's not what we're talking about. We're just talking about albums in their no. entirety and how they feel. You know, go back to the past when you fucking first heard it. How amazing was the record? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Like, Black Album has a lot of shit, shitty fucking songs, as we just said. You know, The Trooper, yeah, I get sick of it, but it still made one of my top albums in 1983. I mean, because the album, in general, when it came out, was fucking fantastic. In 1984 times? Dude, Power Slave rips. It, it's probably my personal favorite. We picked number one because of uh, historical significance. No. But come I on, will dude. say Get this record during the time he missed the correlation. He's he's obviously disconnected. It's fine. But he missed the correlation. I get it. But this record for the time, the best part about it was the stage setups were awesome. Uh, and Eddie too, the really look of Eddie was fucking great. He's really mad about talking, dude. He's just shitting all over me. No. No, go ahead. go ahead, go ahead. I'm, I'm saying, I'm making praises to this record. Oh, okay. This, this I, th- I, thought, I thought you were trying to say I their live was this, the reason. Yeah, no, yeah. I love this record. I think this is this is one of their best records. It's super consistent. Top three or four for My me, problem yeah. is, I wish if we didn't overexpose the first two top songs, I think it would be maybe one of the greatest records of all time. But who overexposed it, man? The world. No, the world what? It was never on the radio. Those songs weren't on the radio. Like the okay, the only song you have a chance to hear on the radio is "Run to the Hills." It's I've heard them. I'm saying what? when I say overexposed, I said everywhere I fucking go. It's those are two of the songs you constantly hear. But it was wait. like "Run to the Hills." I want to. Oh my god! I never want to hear that song. Yeah, yeah. I, I could no, I could live without ever hearing but, that. But song. Mark Marco's right. It's like we're the ones that did. Like I but, like I burned them out myself. No one else yeah. did. It's because I love them so much. Yeah, you when I first heard them. them, you played them. I burned them out yeah. myself. All right. That's on you. Right. You know, you know, you like which... like Enter Sandman. Go back to the Black Album, as you guys were fucking talking about. Yeah, like yeah, Don't Enter Sandman. Yeah, it was on the radio. Things. Unforgiven was on the radio. Uh, fucking nothing else matters still on the radio. Is. Day and after it day, still is three yeah. times a yeah. fucking Absolutely. hour. Like yeah, you guys are really triggered by this. I love it. No, no, I'm I not can triggered. See the anger in your faces. It's just it's actually pretty funny. I'm yeah, try- how no, angry no. you guys are about these. Tracks. I'm not triggered. I'm just trying to make a point oh, because these songs weren't on BCN. They weren't on AAF. Our local. Uh, you know, rock stations. Fuck those radio stations for sending us music. Fuck them. No, but it's because you played them, bro. Like, you fucking played them. Like, they were, you didn't hear them anywhere else. I think it was the station that was like, make sure you play <laughs> Enter Sandman 50 times yeah. so that the masses can hear inside the little song that says, Exit It really says, go home, eat. Spend money, <laughs> sleep, wake up, go to work, tonight, oh. obey. 
Look, okay. I, we live, they sleep. We live, they sleep. I've listened to this album willingly on my own probably fucking a thousand times or whatever. I don't even know. But, um... St. Anger? No. Power Slave. <laughs> We're going back to Power Slave. Hey, I know, we yeah. did have a St. Anger moment earlier. But... That's not even St. Anger. It's not Tin Can. It's not even, no, yeah. I know. It's not even You're like on like the load era. No, that's not even load that's, era. That's the load era. Oh, um, which one uh, is that one? Uh, Mission Impossible yeah. single. That's uh, like disappear. Yeah, that was like that. That was way. That's blows. And then yeah. it goes into country. That's a good song. Would you love me from home? That's not even the what? Oh, to disappear. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All right, we should probably. I hate that fucking song. But anyway, right Power now. Slave rules. Um, fucking, you can't deny the record. Whether you listen to Ace of High or Two Minutes of Midnight way too many times, that's on you, bro. All right. But that album is fucking killer. It's it's a great record. There's not a bad track on the record. Not one bad track. Right. Even maybe Lost for Words. It's not their greatest instrumental, but it's still all right. It's still all right. Yo, Back in the Village, fucking killer. Back in the Village. Flash of the Blade. Yeah. Fucking killer. When Marco and I awesome, went. Awesome, man. When Marco and, o, Marco and I went to. Marco Ono? Uh, barge to hell and we went to some weird island they had like a wooden sword I don't know if you remember the lyric from um, Flash of the Blade it was talking about like uh, with your wooden sword so mighty we're talking yeah. about like, the kid yeah. like Never I remember this. that yeah so I bought I got this wooden sword like that's how like influential this album was you know like mm-hmm. I bought this wooden sword because I just went like oh, dude, it's like an Iron Maiden lyric I better, I need to yes. buy this so like yeah. I have like a fucking like wooden kid where is it now sword. it's in storage Storage. All right. There's I don't more. Have I don't have oh yeah. There's Doug's more. home is a museum. Um, I mean, there are sickles hanging from uh, piping, and if you know, there's one bad um, final destination moment that will come down and smash one of us in the face on the way to the pisser. Stack axes so, here. Well, there's probably one of those here we get you actually. Oh, good. One of the axes. Is I, I have two children with hand sights over the door. Yeah. Yeah. We should do a Halloween special here. Yeah. <laughs> record on video. 25 cents entry. Come and look at the weird man with the third eye purple people eater. <laughs> Douglas LeBanc. But guys, uh, number one album that we all picked because of impact mostly, but is my favorite album, 1984, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, Metal up your ass. So two years in a row, Metallica got number one last time, right? Yeah. Am I correct? Yep, Kill Them All, 1983. Because oh, of the impact of the thrash. Fuck but you, lies. 84 even pulled it further. Uh, they added a little melody, and it was still thrashing as fuck. Yeah, fuck that. Um, they killed it, bro. This album they killed it. is amazing. I hate that. And Dave Mustaine wrote one song on it, so big Kevin happy. I gotta shout that out. Hell yeah. I think he wrote part of Ride the Lightning or something like that. I, I gotta say, though, man, out of any of the records for the year, again, I mean, I did some of the softer stuff, you know, with Dawkins and Wasp, but even Priest, some lighter shit in there. This record sounds nothing like anything else of 1984. They were pushing it forward. They push it forward, but even for a band, I mean, they're not a technical band, but they opened up with a classical intro that even has fucking harpsichord. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Like, what a beautiful intro to you would think you're, you're at a ball in France. And you're you're at fucking Versailles, and you hear this intro, and then all of a sudden it jumps into Fight Fire. <laughs> fight dude, like the heaviest fucking song up to this point. I just in I metal picture, music. I, I literally picture dude, a, that's our rules. I, dude. I, I, I picture a 1600s uh, 
France ball at Versailles, like, engulfing in flames, like, literally. And then all of a sudden, it's just fucking panic and chaos. But that's how beautiful it went from classical to heavy metal. And, man, what a fucking... And I, that, that was me today. I was thinking about this going, what a album for the times. It, it just surpassed everything. We, they were so good then. Up until this point, yeah, like, this, this, was, this was, like, unheard of. You know, this is only a year after they Dude, were like they were like boom, squeaky the bell voice. Tolls, man, what a foot stomper! What a fucking song! It's just a it's a stadium metal song that everyone can sing along to. It doesn't matter. It's grandpa, grandma. It doesn't matter. Generations can stomp along. It's a great fucking fist pumper. And in case you fic- fuckers haven't figured it out, we're talking about Metallica Ride the Lightning. Uh, fucking 1984's uh, fucking uh, unbelievable record. Uh, I I don't know what to say about it. It it might be I don't know, dude. I I go back and forth to kill them all in this one. This one's where they kind of like push forward. No, this is my favorite. Yeah, uh, I have to. I two? think I may have yeah. to agree. I think Kill 'Em All was like the like in, but this album just the is cover's beautiful, unbelievable. It's a, it's a beautiful cover, yeah. very simplistic, but man, Ride the Lightning. And I forget, uh, uh, Kirk Hammett hurt got it from a book, right? Ride the Lightning is from a. Uh, Right. Oh, Stephen King. Stephen King book. Yes. Kirk is Hammett King got Ride the Nope. Kirk which, Hammett. Which book? Kirk Hammett got it from a Stephen King book where he says Ride the Lightning in the book. Yeah, meaning like get electrocuted. I'm pretty like sure it's a stand. Yeah, the title was taken oh, the from. Stand? Hold on. The title was taken from a passage in Stephen King's novel, The Stand. Yes. Yeah. Although rooted in the thrash metal drama, the, the album I showcased the it. band's musical growth it. and lyrical Those sophistication. Yeah, but I- we're going to this man. Uh, the album's amazing. It opens with fucking fight fire with fire, like you said, with the harpsichord, like pre, pre. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, pre. Uh, I'm not sure. In my opinion, this is one of the best intros in heavy metal history. Yeah. I'm oh, going to the track great. listing now. Absolutely. But dude, ride the lightning. Uh, Mustaine wrote part of that one. That's a Mustaine song. That's the only Mustaine song, I think, on this album. No, uh, I thought he had another one. Call of Cthulhu. I thought it was Creep and You're right, creep and Call of Cthulhu. Call You're of right. Cthulhu? Absolutely. No, no Creep and Death. Yeah, he's yeah, right. Call, Call of Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Um, say right, you Cthulhu. But, um, Ride the Lightning's an amazing song. A fucking, it goes into, For Whom the Bell Tolls, what you taught, is a foot, foot tapper. It's a song, man. Great song. Fade to Black. For me, Fade uh, to Black. That, it's a ballad. It's a ballad. But it's amazing. One of the best ballads. Like a ballad, but... The best ballad ever, yeah. but even but not a ballad at the same time. It will always be one of my top songs because when I was a kid, I just remember having uh, that dude in my neighborhood who gave me a cassette of mixed Metallica when I was. We grew up on the Black Album, right? So I was banging on my trash cans, and he's like, "Here, kid, here's Metallica before they became radio," and that's he introduced me, and that was one of the tunes. And I just remember staring at the ocean all summer, listening mm-hmm. to Fade to Black. Oh, yeah. So when I listen to Fade to Black. I think of it as an ocean song of like death and ocean. I don't know why. For me, it's ocean. Oh, it's trapped a seafaring up. Yeah. fucking pirate death song. It's you know what? This was the first song. Like, I'm sorry, Mark, I didn't interrupt. No, it's fine. Fine. Th- there's this is the first song that I felt like you know when you're when you're you know 10, 11, 12, you're getting into this. You have all these weird feelings. You're hormonal. You don't know what the fuck's going on. And then all of a sudden you hear the song. It's like. <laughs> Hormonal. It made yeah. you. It made you want to bust a nut. Go well, ahead. Well, no, but it's cry? like it's Maybe like cry it's like wow, I'm depressed and I, I feel weird about being. Oh, this I, I read it completely wrong. And yeah. then you hear, 
you hear a song like this, like Fade to Black, it's like, wow, yeah. I can relate to this. Someone, yes. He's singing about how I feel. It's depression. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, and you bond through this weird depression. Isn't it about suicide, though? Uh, well, the song was actually written because uh, they were on tour, um, I think, for either this. No, I, I would have been for the um, Kill Them All tour. Yeah. And they're, they're, all their shit was stolen. And that's uh, when they ended up writing the song. But it's like, so it's... Oh, okay, wow. It's it's over... Uh, uh, th- that was the catalyst. But I'm sure it's obviously, you know, you know James Hetfield is dead. It was dark. Fucked up, it was dark, yeah. It was dark. Very fucked up upbringing. Um, a lot of feelings. So it was obviously right. about suicide. Cool, man. But that's like, that was the inspiration. But, but it's one of those songs, like, because now you... Like oh god, I feel so emotional. I'm just Next gonna time listen to fucking to My it, Chemical Romance. When, like that wasn't we, around when back. When we then. go to the beach in two weeks, that's what I'm telling. Let's go to the beach and I'm gonna put it on, dude. I'm, and it's a sea song to me. I just fucking when I listen to like a pirate, pirate jam. Yeah, dude, it's pirate, pirate jam. Dude, Marco, you're gonna come, man. No, I'll be Fade there. Black. Like come and hang out on the beach, even. I will be there. I want to see you in your tidy whities so you can get a, a nice tan on that. I won't do that in public, but I will wear a diaper at the diaper. I party. want to see that co- that but, tan pit Portuguese cock. We go into trapped under ice. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, banger. Holy shit! Doesn't really mean shit. Holy I don't know if the shit. song even has meaning, but the riffs, the riffs are unbelievable. And into Harsh escape, vocals too. Which you yeah. don't like, escape. I actually grew to like it. Did you? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, oh, I had man. trouble with it at I one adore. time. I absolutely adore escape. But I think I adore it too, especially um, when it's like that. It's got that breakdown and see You know what? Try to yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. When yeah. I was, yeah, it's just like this, like yeah. build up to this. I agree. Slow down. I fucking agree. And I think when I was younger, I'd have a problem because it was like trapped under ice and like creeping death was right after. Yeah, and it was kind of wedged in the middle. You felt like it was filler ish, kind of. And then I listened to it more as I was older. That's for me. And I'm like, wow, this. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it's it's a great song. It's fucking great because you know what I always heard the thing too that that was supposed to be their original like hit. It was supposed to be their like radio song. Yeah. Or whatever. Escape was mentioned here in ra- yeah, Escape yeah, on yeah. the radio. Like that's still such a very. I'm, I'm gonna heavy tell you right now. Song. It is, but it, I mean, uh, it was like mellow compared to the Rise of Lightning and Master yeah. Puppets. Yeah. If those two those two records combined, man, I don't know. Really, two hard records to fucking beat. All right, I just want to I want to ask you a question though. If you go instrumental to instrumental, Call of Cthulhu. Or Orion, what do you pick? Orion. Really? I love Call of Cthulhu, but it just yeah, I'm the opposite. Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's Call. Yeah. I do love both. I think I think because of well, Cliff was on both. Too. All right, Orion or Into the Lungs of Hell by Big <laughs> Orion. <laughs> different apples and oranges, though. Completely you know, different. But you know what? Orion's great, but Into the Lungs of Hell for me. It's just like a jerk off song. It's just yeah, like over. Just yeah, like, that's like quick and that's uh, like a quickie. That's like fuck. I gotta go to this wedding. But the rest is so good. I know what you're saying. Where is it's like I'm not. Orion. All right, I'm you know what? This, all right, like, I will. I will say this. Orion, you know a call. Uh, well, it's no. I'm with Doug. I hate to say it. Orion wins. Oh, I agree. Down. Okay, that's Dude, fine. Just that. You know oh, why? His you know why? Beautiful. It's a build up. It's a build up. Whereas. Into the Lungs of Hell is just a straight up masturbation session. No, no, yeah. I'm just talking about Orion back to the first. You go ahead, go you, ahead. Bro. Yeah, you're gonna have to yeah. start over the pants with Orion and then work your way. <laughs> yeah, in. there's foreplay involved, dude. You know what I mean? There's song, like it's it's sexual. It's a sexual it metal song, man. Dude, and then it's like, yeah. oh god, do 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 do. Oh do, fuck, dude, dude, that's it. Me. So, yeah, dude. So, the, the, I remember a thousand years ago, I was so excited when I first heard like the Call of Cthulhu. I was probably like twelve or ten. And I put it it's in, the, amazing. in the tape deck in my fucking dad's um, truck. 
And it was like, dude, and I, I knew he wasn't, you know, he was okay with rock. He grew up with 70s rock and shit. And I knew he was an instrumental, so I'm like, maybe I can actually get him hooked on Metallica. So shut up and put that fucking Bob Seger back yeah, on. Where's, where's Bob Seger? Put no, him back and put Bobby back you know, on. I want to hear that song. So, so we listened to it. 8 minutes and 50 seconds of Call of Cthulhu. And it's a gorgeous song, but he's like, this is really good. But he's like, how does it end? He's like, it could just go on forever. He's like, how does it, it end? And I'm like, go on so whenever I hear it, I always think of that. Because it does, then it just kind of fades out. But, mm-hmm. dude, it's such, both amazing fucking um, pieces. Pieces. Ah. Back in you the, had to pick out of all of them, Dyer's Eve. Add that one in. Well, that's not that's instrumental. Not instrumental. To You're talking to, uh, to Live Oh, die. To Live yeah, Sorry. To yeah. Yeah, yeah. To Which technically is not instrumental. It's my least favorite. Really? I yeah. love that one, too. Oh, I love it. Dude. Metallica could do no wrong. It is an instrumental minus the vocals at the end. (laughs) When a man dies, when the man dies, he no. When a man lies, he murders some part of the world. And those these are the pale deaths. I mean, men must call their lives. What's all this? I cannot bear to witness any longer. Take me to the kingdom of salvation. Written by Cliff. Written by Cliff. That's why I I always have special art. What's the Sabbath instrumental that has like the choir in it? Choir? Yeah, it's uh, shit. Am I going insane? No, no, no. That that's got lyrics. You can't always get what you um, want. You think of that one? No, it's like and it like has a choir. Uh, like the fucking choir, bro. Black Sabbath. Uh, I'll figure it out. I'm There's a, an instrumental, you know. But is it a Black Sabbath? That's the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, that's the one. What's that one? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. I think that's on um, Bloody Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. Oh, really? I think that's on Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. I'm drawing a fucking blank here. Dude, that, that, that's... like very Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's my favorite. That might be my favorite answer of all time, but it has choir in it. How do you feel about that? That's my question. Well, well it, is it still an instrumental because it has a choir? Yeah, yeah cause it's a, because their voices are an instrument versus like they're not like singing lyrics. Singing lyrics, yeah. That's so, what super zar lyric. Super zar. Super zar. Yeah, okay. super zar. It's off of sabotage. Oh, sabotage. Yeah. wrong. Okay, sabotage. But yeah, you know the song, right? Yes. I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, he said it right, dude. He got it. He just got the wrong album, but dude, I love that. That might be my favorite instrumental. It is a great instrumental. Yeah, might be like. That instrumental's amazing. Mark and I were saying we should have an, inst- uh, an episode just on instrumentals. Sure, we should. Just kind of just like talk about like what's good, what's bad, yeah. what's... We're going to do an instrumental because right now it's about 1984's Ride the Lightning. Yeah, man. It wins. The fucking album's amazing. Written by Dave Mustaine. One, one song. <laughs> Two. This dude loves Dave Mustaine. He would fucking bust a nut in What Dave do you Mustaine. mean I didn't write Call of the Thulu? <laughs> I wrote half of it, don't you know? What do you mean I didn't write Ride the Lightning? They stole a riffer, too. Yeah, there is a riff, though, on... And I'm sure we'll talk about it in 86 when we get there, but... There is a riff on Master of Puppets that he claims he wrote. I just don't remember which one well, they didn't credit him for. He, he does get a couple of credits on Master of Puppets, right? I thought, I thought, I thought they didn't credit him. I, I think there's, like, one or two on there. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I'll look it up. I'll look it up after. I'll Do you know, it. hey, real quick, what is the first song Dave Mustaine ever wrote for Megadeth? For Megadeth? Mm-hmm. Mechanics? Nope. It's I'm not even on the first record, but does anybody know this? Well, the first song he ever wrote in Megadeth, but they didn't release it till their third record. Oh, to the 
third record? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Set the world afire. Set the world afire? Oh. That was that first Megadeth song ever written. Really? Yep. Why'd wow. they wait till the third album to put Don't it Don't know. But that was the first Megadeth song ever written. That oh, makes shit. sense, because yep. that really could have been on the first record. I think so. Or yeah. even even on the second record, yeah. it could have been on Peace Cells. Hey, you know what's exciting? You know what's exciting? 1985? What do we get to talk about? Megadeth. We get to talk about fucking Megadeth. Free and Rendless Pain? Oh, oh no. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we'll be the number one, but nice Megadeth's going to be on we, there. We, we might have to get to the point where... Alright, so I'm going to say this right now. 1984 is that last year where everything had that umbrella term we're talking about. After 1984, we're gonna have to all pick our own like top threes, I think, and I then think maybe he, talk about. Is it 80, 85 man, or 86? 85, I don't know, man. Yeah, dude, think about what it came out in 85. Well, SOD came out. Wanted by Blood, SOD, Endless Pain. Like we're all gonna have our own favorites from that same year. Cause that's that, true. That's and then true. from Good year point. after year, we're gonna have to maybe do our our top three and then talk about one we all like. It's gonna yeah. be very tough. All right, but boys. in a good way. I, I hate to cut this off, but we've gone on for, like, a long time. Your metal is not my metal! No, and, and that's where we're going to get into your metal is not my metal. Starting this year, apparently. I thought it was 86, but you're right. It is 85. Eight, 85 yeah. is a very pinnacle year. Your metal ain't my fucking metal. Your yeah, metal keep, ain't right. my metal. Keep my your... metal ain't your metal. It's going to be interesting because it's going to be like, you bring up an album and everybody's like, yeah, I got nothing to say about that. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Well... Yeah, keep your chocolate out of me. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself. We're gonna go, uh... Practice our docking cover band. Choke some chickens. Alright. I guess so. To call a Cthulhu. And set the world afire and, uh, Super Bizarre. We're gonna do all that. But anyway, alright. Let's all fucking right, roll this out. Alright, this is Kev saying... <laughs> <laughs> this is Marco saying Kevin's a fucking moron. I even dug, I guess. Doug's <laughs> <laughs> <Like> embarrassed. <laughs> Good night. Good night. We love you all. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Uh, oh, one last thing. So we do have a friend, the Dark Digitizer. You can look at his info on our podcast. He is making wonderful homemade patches for you to put on your battle vest. The next time you're toe-to-toe with another metalhead and you guys disagree on genres, you can say, well, fuck you, I listen to Vintage Burn. Yeah. And confuse them. Yeah, because we, <laughs> we, we agree on everything. And that's it. Yeah. So if you can, support the podcast and go through Tommy and buy a wonderful patch. They are pretty large patches. They will look beautiful in your vest. Send us pictures. Please don't send us pictures of you naked in your battle vest, preferably. Um, I'm pretty sure that would be a thing, so I'm going to ask now, politely. And, um, yeah, have a wonderful evening. We'll see you. Happy birthday, please. Thank <laughs> you.